Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What is this new pro wrestling promotion, Control Your Narrative? And why has it become such a lightning rod of a subject? I'm sifting through all the muck and going straight to the source. That's right. One of the founders of Control Your Narrative, EC3, kicks off this week's episode of Duke Loves Wrestling. But I don't stop there. Stephen Kai Douglas, a man who is a friend of the show and someone that I have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for, he joins us in the second half of the episode to express his personal experiences refereeing for Control Your Narratives, right? Getting rid of the spin, going straight to the source, and providing you with the most information so you can make an informed decision, ladies and gentlemen. Is this something that you want to check out? Will you give Control Your Narrative a shot? Good question. We're going to get right into that, but before we do, here is a special message from the WWE Hall of Famer, King Booker, Booker T. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Booker T, six-time world champion. Yes, I will be appearing at the River City Wrestling Con Sunday, June 12th in Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Q&A going down, guys. So get your questions ready. Don't miss out. Don't get shut up. And I'll see you there. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. This is the essential character EC3, a.k.a. leader, founder, and god king of Control Your Narrative, and you are listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Control Your Narrative. You know, you, you said that, EC3, like somebody that really knows what they're doing there. I mean, I guess you're a real pro, huh? Yeah, I have the ability to uh, verbalize my thoughts with great eloquence and uh, dignity, I guess you could say. Control Your Narrative is something that a lot of folks are talking about. It is a brand new promotion. It's something that's been kicking up a lot of steam. So let me start from the beginning. Who the heck do you think you are to build your own promotion? I mean, what, what the hell is this all about? Well, who the heck do I think I am? I think I'm EC3. I think I'm the essential character. But beyond that, I am a student and fan of this industry uh, since my birth. And having been in it, coming through all the ranks from low-level independence to the highest level possible, um, it needs it needs something new. It needs something fresh. We've been doing the same thing. For so long, we've gotten complacent, we've gotten ordinary, we've gotten standard. Everybody is a copy of a copy of a copy. There's nothing new, different, unique, or exciting. And it's because people are afraid to take risks. 
People are afraid to be bold. People are afraid to try something new because there is such a toxicity in our culture that degrades and, you know, tries to destroy anything that isn't the standard. So with that, you have to understand that and you have to go bravely into that fight and know that the end result will be worth it because those that call you insane now will be calling you a genius later. You're a guy that we've watched really blossom over the past decade plus, so to speak. I mean, you know, from your oh. humble beginnings, going through the whole NXT stuff, uh, Impact Wrestling, where you really came into your own, and that whole, even even your theme music, people are still singing Trouble, 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 Trouble. People, that, that's a thing that is going to be in wrestling history, wrestling lore forever. You know what I mean? So you're a guy that continues to pop up, and, and you look like a can't miss, right? You're a guy that can yeah. talk, you can work, you, you have an incredible body. You look like somebody that could relate to everybody. I mean, think about somebody like The Rock, where yeah, he, he could I be do. black, he could be white, he could be Hispanic, he could be, he could be Sicilian, he could be anything. You look like <laughs> that, too. You look like somebody who everybody around the world can see themselves in, they can relate to. Um, how the hell do, do, do these promotions miss on you, man? Well, first off, considering I could look and be anything like that, that's what perplexes me about insane false claims of racism. Like, nobody even knows what I am, and I keep it that way on purpose. So having said that, things happen, and they happen for a reason. I mean, I think we're probably parlaying to the WWE and how it was, you know, it was a disastrous, terrible run, and I hated everything about it, and I hated life when I was there, and there was a lot of uh, personal, you know, troubles that came along with that, you know, depression and uh, you know, sadness, I guess you can say. But at the same time, maybe it was necessary to happen so I can become who I'm supposed to be. I mean, that is the purpose of control your narrative. That is one of my taglines is it's about becoming who you're supposed to be, finding your purpose. And maybe that was necessary for this to take place and create something new. Um, you look back at the WWE and yeah, they can't miss all the things like you look like you should be so-and-so's guy and this and that perhaps, but also at the same time, maybe in a corporate wrestling structure, if the one person that makes the decisions has one bad day and sees you in that bad day, it could be the end of you before you even start. Maybe something like that happened. Maybe I didn't have enough fight inside me because of personal issues and depression and things of that nature where I didn't make myself known and my intent and what I wanted to be and who I should be because I definitely could be that easily a face of the franchise or a top level player, but I wasn't. And that's okay. Uh, I suffered a few, you know, inconvenient injuries during that run, mostly with my head. Uh, the call up I had was not planned or executed with any purpose. It was just kind of thrown away. It's not an excuse. It's what happened. And it doesn't matter because what's happening now is probably truly what I need to do. Well, you know, it's funny because we just celebrated the six-year anniversary of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, and I mean, literally. Oh, congrats. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, over the past six years, I've interviewed over 800 different people. And 
one of the themes that keeps popping up is mental health and, and, you know, emotional stability, being in environments that help foster your creativity and make you feel like your best self. And when you're in a situation where you're not feeling like your best self, then yes, it's tough, but you got to separate yourself from those types of conditions. Um, the journey away from where you were and thinking about where you are today, how is EC3 from an emotional and a, a, a mentally healthy standpoint? <laughs> uh, compared to there, at least there's a purpose and knowing that the fight I have is a fight I'm taking on for myself and for what I believe in, as opposed to being just a, you know, soldier being sent on the front lines to take the first round of bullets as we probably were as, you know, in WWE. I once parlayed it to the, uh, the speech from uh, Charlie Chaplin's great dictator, but we are cannon fodder, you know, to them. But now solo as an entity creating something new, um, every bit of it weighs and rests on me. So uh, it's bold and it's difficult, but that makes it worth it. And you mentioned the mental health aspect and that's a lot of things too with control your narrative. Um, when people actually watch the product and see what the product is going to become, it's very much an exercise in mental health because a lot of the talent I found, these are talent that maybe never would get a, a sniff or a look at from a major corporate wrestling promotion. But the reason they're there is because of the stories of their past and what brought them there and how they came to me. It's all like very happenstantial, but there's a lot of uh, aspects of what they've been through. There's, you know, multiple veterans who suffer PTSD and, you know, traumatic brain injuries we have from roster members who've battled, you know, personal demons, whether it's addiction to alcohol or drugs, uh, people on the roster that, came close to, you know, the worst possible thing you can do. And these are people that are not, you know, just low-end wrestlers. There's some high-level players, like even bringing uh, Austin Aries in, despite his divisiveness and, you know, his opinions, he's not guilty of anything that I would deem, you know, un unemployable. Like, there is no racism behind him. There is no proven, you know, sexual assaults or anything like that which bothers me when people accuse them of it because there is no proof but i've always wanted to take on the aspect of somebody canceled like what's the mental health of somebody that gets canceled by people and thrown out of their industry especially if they've done nothing wrong but just voice their opinion whether you agree or disagree it doesn't matter so mental health is the biggest aspect to control your narrative and the biggest thing we want to tackle, because I think it's the, truly the biggest issue, and it truly provides a forum for telling real personal stories. That's that's an interesting take that I have not heard much about, because, you know, let's be honest about yeah, it. Yeah, no one's talking to me, because <laughs> nobody's asking the right questions. Because one interview, like, they won't talk. They only assume. And that's another huge problem is the gatekeepers and like the media of wrestling are all conformist. Half are bought by a corporate wrestling promotion. And they're all just kind of, they're not reporting their voices for rumors and innuendo and half truths and their opinions. And nobody truly takes the time to tell 
the real stories of what's really behind things. They're interesting. Maybe they don't garner enough clicks. Maybe, you know, Duke loves wrestling podcast is going to get more links at the headlines. EC3 claims insane conspiracy theory about, you know, po- political subject D like maybe that gets more clicks and EC3 explains the mental health aspect of control your narrative probably does, but you know, it's a problem with media, not just on a level of wrestling, but on, in general, and that's what's a problem with culture too. We only focus on the bad and the negative, and it's so much easier to discuss that than it is to research, find truth, ask the right questions, and learn to you know accept each other, whether your opinions are the same or whether they're different. I guarantee my opinions are vastly the same as a vast majority of people that watch wrestling and a probably a good amount that are taking to me and trying to destroy me. I probably agree with them on a lot of things. They don't know that, though, because they assume. They assume based on lies. Talk to me about the fans here, because as you said, you know, there's a lot of publications and and websites out there that try to twist and turn and highlight things their way. It's their spin. Um, But, you know, this is a space for you to to stand on your own two feet. And, you know, I don't insult my my audience. They're going to feel the way that they feel about you based on what you say and how you're presenting yourself here. So in, in terms of the audience, though, a control your narrative show, is yes. that a safe space for people who have gone through the very things you just talked about? PTSD, marginalized, uh, people who have been affected by COVID and, and because of all the loss that we've had over the last few years, uh, they're feeling not their best selves right now. Is, is a control your narrative show a place where people who are feeling some things and not their best selves can go to and get wrapped up and get lost in this world and hopefully walk away feeling good? I should have you on the marketing team because you described exactly our purpose and what we're doing because we are telling these stories to make people feel good. You know, we talked about, you talked about the fans and then there is a, online sect of you know i didn't i sometimes there's a saying in wrestling i've never met people that hate wrestling more than wrestling fans but we also have to understand that is a minority that's very vocal and when we get trapped and caught up in the bubble and we're reading the you know same minuscule opinions of the same people magnified it seems like that's the entirety of the thought when in reality it's not and what really opened my eyes to that is uh, after our show in Dallas, you know, I'm fresh off a match. I'm all beaten up, but I, I get amped up because at the end of the day, the show is over and I'm like, I can't believe we pulled this off again. Like we're so short staffed and we're such a tight knit crew and we're not backed by anything besides an idea and myself and Adam Sharon, my partner, JC, but uh, speaking to the fans after the show and the support they had, these are not people that talk to me online. These are not people in my Twitter mentions. These are not people that are sliding in my IG DMs. These are real people, real fans telling me what this movement means to them and what this show meant to them and how much fun it was and how different it was, but it was different in a great way and how each person on the show had a purpose and a reason for being there. And that's another big thing I want to focus on is because Talent can be marginalized by corporate wrestling by just being thrown out there. Every person on that show, on my show, has a reason to be there. Even if their match is five minutes long, it's setting the table for something 
later to come. So everybody has purpose. But these fans, like it took it took me aback and I almost got emotional. If I still had emotion left, I might have cried, but I don't. But at the time, the, what the fans said and the feedback I got from those that are supporting and truly watching, it's like, don't stop, don't quit. We need this. It is a place to make you feel good. It is a place to create a forum for talent to tell stories that are very real to their life. And through that, the fans can empathize. They can feel the same way. They can feel differently. But as long as they feel something, that is what's important. And uh, yeah, well said. You know, I, I have followed your career, as I said, for years. And building this community that I have through this podcast, Duke Loves Wrestling, we have private Facebook groups and things like that. And people come and go and, and share stories uh, anonymously at times or what have you. One of the interesting things I've, I've heard about you a lot is that through the years, fans have reached out to you. Uh, yeah. People who have been marginalized by society, uh, who just may not fit in. They may not be skinny enough. They may not necessarily be quote-unquote pretty enough. Uh, they may not be you know, uh, the, the most popular person in the room all the time or what have you. But you've always been very giving with your time and even to the point of you know, when they're at live, live events, you, you take time to sign autographs, ask them how they're doing, check in on them. Uh, a lot of stuff that will probably never be made public on a large scale. But, yeah. bro, I know a lot about these stories because the actual people who have been affected have reached out and told me about it. Through the what is it about you huh. on that side? Because And, and let, me, let me take it a step further. Hold this thought. I want to take it a step further because it's connected. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, but before I hit record, I you literally almost yeah. freaked out because a lady almost hit a family of ducks walking by. <laughs> It's and I'm, true. I'm messing up. I'm messing you up a little bit here because here's this big hulking guy who, you know, looks like he's going to beat the hell out of anybody who steps in, steps in his way the wrong way. And there you are. You literally said to me, dude, I'm about to break out crying. If that lady would have hit those ducks. What's that what about? happened after though? Because then I, fl I flipped back into psycho mode and started beeping at the guy that wouldn't make the left-hand turn. And cursing <laughs> him out. He's an idiot. So that goes two ways. Like I'm very empathetic and uh, kind and good hearted to, you know, something innocent, like a, a cute family of ducks quacking across the street to like, I have an absolute loathing for idiocy and <laughs> humanity on the other level. So, you know, I guess you could say I'm bipolar, but thank you. Continue. Well, it's just, it's an interesting thing though. Just, you know, the, the narrative out there talking about control your narrative, the narrative out there is, People wouldn't believe that you're this guy who is so sensitive and so caring to fans who are legit fans, who are, who are real fans yeah. and, and who, you know, are, are being vulnerable at times and you're being vulnerable right back and making sure that they know that, yeah, somebody cares and somebody's listening. So it doesn't surprise me that control your narrative. Um, the, the foundation of this is really about being a place for people who are going through something and trying to help them. Uh, feel better what why do well, people not talk about this more as it relates to you i well thanks for i didn't know duke loves wrestling's a part-time therapist this is awesome thank you for that and you know i do that i don't do that for accolades or claims that's another thing i hate about some wrestlers it's like we do something charitable 
and we're like boasting about on social media or, you know, somebody sends me a message and I send them something back and they make it a prune in their life and they send it back. It's not like screen cap, copy and share. Look how good I am because then it's not authentic and it's not real. And I want to make sure the interactions I have with people are real because there's enough false in this world that, you know, reality is uh, what we need out of each other. Um, having you say that, means a lot because I did not know I had that much impact because I don't think about it. Like I think about the people and I'm, you know, caring and real and honest and truthful with them, but I don't think about it as like another notch in my bedpost, so to speak, that I helped another one. I'm a great guy. It's just being a good person and being decent. And the fact is a lot of these fans that maybe reach out a couple minutes of my time, could change their entire life if they reached out, you know? So what's a very small investment to me could make someone's entire life better. Uh, and another thing is I sat in their seat before. I've probably been in their shoes, you know? Maybe not on, you know, like I've always been handsome, let's be honest, but like on other aspects, we've all had personal doubts and demons and things to conquer and shit. I have them every day still, but uh, knowing that someone's there for you, even on a small level, I think that means a lot. Like I woke up with a crisis of confidence today. Like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this again? I have no residual income because I'm putting all my time into like creating this and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm having this conversation. And I'm like, I can't wait to get to work on something for this again, because it, inspired me to do that or i can't wait to hop on ig real fast they might need anything we checked okay uh yeah thanks and i'm very happy the ducks survived too <laughs> shout out to the ducks for sure um <laughs> you know one of the things that people want to see from control your narrative and this has been a big call out here are we going to get more action from women because uh, yes okay talk to me about that what's well, I just yeah, I just announced uh, for the first time outside of corporate wrestling at our shows in Cleveland and Detroit, Sarah Rowe will be debuting. Uh, she just became a mother, which is probably, you know, the most important job in the world, but she's coming to control her narrative, and now she fights for two. So I'm very excited to see what Sarah Rowe can accomplish in uh, control your narrative. And she's not taking a lot of, like, you know, bookings, so to speak. But the fact she wanted to do it with us means that message is resonating and it doesn't matter uh, gender or whatever. It matters to the person and the individual and she, you know, appreciates the message and she likes the message. Um, we filmed our third feature, Free the Narrative 3, that's going to be on Pro Wrestling TV, hopefully by June. Uh, and we've put a lot of focus and a lot of feature into uh, Marina here because she was going to be our first lady of the narrative because of who she is. She is a badass, also a mother, just and a phenomenal person with a great story to tell. I don't know if you have the time to look up the uh, vignette we helped create with her, but uh, about her father and the Edith Pia song. It's, uh, it's, it's art. It's amazing. And uh, she eventually got pulled off of us by AEW. So whatever, um, you know, maybe we're a threat. Maybe somebody believes the internet too much, but Regardless, she was taken from us, and that's okay because they can offer us something I can at this moment. And uh, I wish her the best, and 
damn sure knows she's, you know, what she's capable of, and hopefully we get to see it soon. So wait a second. EC3, are you telling me that control your narrative is not just this testosterone-fueled anti-women, anti-everything that's not you guys uh, thing? They're actually, you actually were booking women all along? Yeah, imagine that. What, what are the, yes, because women have narratives too. Everybody has a narrative. I don't even, if you looked at my show in Orlando, I'm not out here to score fucking virtue points. But for shit's sake, 40% of the people on it were white. You know, like who cares? But that is so insane to me because it's so easy to find the truth if you just look instead of rehashing someone's opinion based on a lie a lie that started because we were running a similar venue to another corporate wrestling company and we would not change our time because we refused to be fucking bullied by people in this industry so we did not change the time even though they requested and they tried to get their lawyers involved and we had no reason to change and like no we're not changing and then next thing you know on reddit we're some crazy alt-right white supremacist wrestling funded by the my pillow guy so that, that's just the shit in this industry that needs to change and if i have to take all the fucking arrows i will take each and every one because at the end we will win truth will win justice will win you know the fans will win because they could awaken to what's taking place in front of them I, it's not just wrestling that's that's kind of the world, man. It's just weird that this culture shift found its way into wrestling because all I wanted to do was create cinematic wrestling experiences. But hey, whatever. Now I'm going to fight. It's fine. Well, you certainly are. And, and, you know, folks listening, June 11th and 12th, Jacksonville, Florida, River City Wrestling Convention. Okay. EC3 is going to be there exclusively on Saturday, June 11th. You got to check him out, man. I mean, definitely go speak to him yourself. Forget about what other people are trying to tell you about EC3, about control your narrative. Head over to the River, River City Wrestling Convention. Go up to EC3 Imagine yourself. This. this is pro wrestling. This is minuscule and like, you know, cultural affairs and society and world affairs. This is, you know, this is pro wrestling. But like the truth and what's being told to people Think about how grand that is on a grand scale. So these people that, you know, publicly are being told you're they're this, this, and this, and this, like how many more stories like this exist? Like, so I just don't want to say, oh, everyone hates this guy, but he's great. Or everyone hates this girl, but she's great. I don't know that. I just don't know. So I can't make a judgment about somebody until you have the opportunity to make a judgment about them based on facts. You know, I just, that's a problem with culture. We just assume, 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 and we're lied to by so many people for no reason other than it's, it makes a better story. It gets more clicks, you know? But yeah, River City Wrestling, I'm going to be at a convention. I think I'm going to be on the show. I forgot what we were promoting. We had such an in-depth conversation, but yes, River City Wrestling, June 12th, Jacksonville. Got a lot of friends in Jacksonville. Look forward to getting up there. For sure. And listen, before I let you go, you know, I got to ask you, uh, EC3, you're, you're a, a stylish guy. You're a fashionable guy. You've always been that way. Going all the way back to when you had the big curly hair. Um, 
your 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 best friend, you know, your business yeah. partner, Adam, yep. uh, the man formerly known as Braun Strowman. We we just saw recently he was rocking the pink Crocs. Okay, so yeah. this is a this is a big fashion statement for a guy. And listen, I'm not going to tell a bastard that big anything about his uh, pink Crocs. I'm just going to look the other way. But I got to ask you. Are, do you have a pair of pink Crocs as well here? Is this is this a new fashion trend? Listen, this should probably be the headline of the you know Duke loves wrestling feature in EC3. This should be the clickbait headline. EC3 hates Adam's pink Crocs. I, I guess it fit the outfit, like the pink blazer. Uh, I understand his business practices because you know Crocs maybe wants to sponsor the narrative. In fact, let me retract that statement. I love the pink Crocs. I think Crocs would be the best official shoe for Control Your Narrative. In fact, Control Your Narrative Crocs, black with a white font, sound awesome. So get a hold of us, Crocs. We love you. You're comfortable. You're stylish. You're the best. If you are a content creator and you want a great program that provides studio quality sound, especially when you're doing interviews, then I encourage you to check out Zencaster. That's right, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. It is my absolute favorite program to record with. I encourage everyone to check it out, okay? Visit Zencaster.com for more information. Enjoy. All right, so, you know, that was a great conversation there with EC3, and I'm going to keep this train going. I mean, as I said from the beginning, this episode is a full deep dive into control your narrative. You know, what is this new promotion? What is it about? Forget about what you've been told. Forget about the spin. Let's talk to actual people who are actually involved with not only building this thing like EC3, but you know, our next guest is a friend of the show who is literally in the middle of the action in, in his own way. He's one of the referees for control your narrative. And again, this is a guy who, my goodness, Years ago, he came on this show and told his story for the first time, his very first podcast interview. And we've remained good friends throughout the years, and I've watched him grow and just really, really an awesome person, and someone that I love talking to. I get a, I get a nice uh, jolt of positivity every time I touch base with this. It's a real treat to bring him back. Without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, Stephen Kai Douglas. What's going on there, Kai? Duke, my brother, how have you been, man? Long time, long time. I know. Listen, man, I, I'm I'm over here just um, smiling ear to ear because every time I see a picture, every time I uh, see a video, whatever I see of you, man, you just you're looking like the the most uh, healthy guy on the damn planet. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> man! I I never heard it said like that, but man, that that's that's awesome. That's 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 what I'm shooting for. So. I'm trying to I'm trying to be here for as long as possible and thrive for as long as possible and you know just stay stay connected to my roots and you know love life. Well, what I like just about like, you, just like Duke loves life, I'm Kai loves life too. Damn right, <laughs> damn right. And what I like about you, I, I say the most healthy guy on the planet. I'm not just talking physically. You really keep yourself from a an emotional, mental, spiritual standpoint. You really keep yourself grounded, man. And I really respect and appreciate you. And I learn so much every time I, I hear from you um, because it, this is this is not a gimmick. This is not a game. 
you're a guy that truly puts the effort into making sure you keep your feet on the ground every single day, right? Absolutely. And, and, and as best as I can try to live in the moment because, you know, for so many years I was always living in the future or living in the past. And, you know, the only moment we have is, is right now. So I just try to, you know, and no one's perfect. You know, I spray my thoughts spray all the time every day, but I try to recognize that and catch it and bring it back to the present moment. And, and, uh, that's what life's all about. I think. Kai, we were talking uh, before I hit record, and you started to tell me a story, and I, I stopped you. I said, wait a second. got to get that on the air because this is interesting. Um, I had mentioned to you that every time you open up and you tell your story, because there's so many layers to what you've been through in life, and, and you're really one of the most inspirational people I've ever known because you have been on the bottom. You have literally had it all. You've lost it all. And then you built it all back up and realized what's most important in life. And that is just, it gives me hope every single day just when I think about a guy like you and what you've been through. Um, and, I, and like I said, every time you, you tell your story, you're helping other people who may not be able to articulate their story. And you said you found that out recently. So tell me about that. What, what happened recently that, that hammered that point home for you? Um, well, first of all, that thank you so much for those kind words. That that really that really means a lot to me. Um, and like you said before, it's not something. It's not a gimmick. It's not anything like that. It's just the way I live my life, and um, so that to be recognized by even one person is just awesome. Because if if my story or my experiences can help anybody. Uh, even just one person, then I think it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, recently I just, I've been really, as you know, over the last few years, I've been on, you know, my own little spiritual path, um, deeping, diving deeper into, you know, meditation and, uh, recognizing my thoughts and, you know, trying not to get attached to things like that. But something that uh, really changed my life was about two months ago, a little, little less than two months ago, I actually journeyed down into uh, Costa Rica, into the San Ramon Mountains, and I took place in a, or took part in a ayahuasca ceremony, which is one of the most healing, powerful, transformative medicines on the planet. And it's, uh, it's been around since the beginning of time, um, our ancestors used to use it to open up their soul, um, find deeper wisdom and things like that. And ever since I came back from that in February, I just, my whole perspective on a lot of things has changed. And, um, and sharing the story, like you said, um, just learning that, learning throughout my, my ceremonies down there, um, just how connected we all are to not only each other but to literally everything and so i get inspired every day as well by somebody different you know their story or or maybe some kind of uh daily practice that helps them and you know we live in an, in an era now where <clears throat> people have access to us and we have access to other people that thousands of years ago we only had access to the members of our village or the members of our family or our tribe so 
we were never able to spread positive messages to the world like we were before. And, um, like I said, when I, when I tell my story, it's not to, it's not in, and necessarily to inspire other people at, at the end of the day it is, but it's not like what my thinking is. I just try to, uh, like you said, I've, I've been at the bottom, the very rock bottom. And if I can rebuild myself and, and conquer the demons that I've conquered from my past, um, even if it helps one person, I think that's huge. It's just, it's immeasurable and to help so many other people and to be helped by other people. <clears throat> and I think, uh, I think, I just think that's amazing. Well, it, it really is. It really is. And it's funny because, you know, one thing about, uh, you, Kai, you're somebody that understands and lives by something I like to call, uh, soon come, soon come culture. Um, my mom is from Jamaica. That whole side of the family is from there. So the notion of living off of the earth, you know what I mean? You grow your food and, and, and that's what you eat. Um, what maybe you, you're growing mango and maybe somebody else is growing banana and, and maybe somebody else is growing breadfruit and you, you cook enough and, and you share. And as a, as a community, as a village, that's how you, Keep each other going. And the notion of respecting the, the what's around you, nature and scenery and, and understanding how, as you just said, it's all connected. Um, one thing that my mom always says to me is she she loves hearing the birds chirping every morning. And she knows oh, yeah. that even when she travels and things like that, if she's in an area where she doesn't hear birds chirping, she needs to get the hell out of there because she knows that it's not a healthy environment. Absolutely. <clears throat> so these I little I couldn't things, agree with that more. Yeah, and, and you talk about this sort of stuff yourself, which is why I think you and I connect on a different level as well, because there's a there's an understanding and there's a respect for nature and your environment and how that affects us as people and how we affect our environment that a lot of folks may not be taking the time to think about, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, we look at it, I think, from a broader picture of, uh, of progress and civilization. And, but what's the, we never look at it with the price, you know, none of that's free. You know, we've lost ourselves, um, down to a cellular level, I believe, from trying to push for more and more and more. And, and we're getting so disconnected from nature that a lot of people don't even know you know, where their food's coming from or how to handle certain situations or how to tap deeper into their mind and their subconscious. And, you know, these are all things that our ancestors, you know, our ancestors didn't have things called diets or lifestyle that they, they just were. And, and, and we're so far disconnected from that. That's why, you know, we have a civilization that's, heavily medicated and taking pills for everything. It's just, we weren't meant to live like this, and it's sad. Yeah, I hear you, for sure. For sure, and, and hopefully we can kind of reverse the course, uh, the, the curse, I should say, um, at some point. I mean, you know, even something as simple as legalizing marijuana, as crazy as 
some people think that sounds. That's a natural plant that grows from the earth. You're over here taking opioids and all this other crazy synthetic stuff and what have you. And literally, you have this medication that's non-habit forming. It's not addictive, and it can help so many things. And I'm not here to preach about the the the, the joys of marijuana. I mean, I'm not a smoker myself, but I do recognize common sense. Um, right, and you know same with I mean? and same with psychedelics. Like um, the more the last few years, I've, I've really dug deeper into psychedelics, and um, and not for a party reason or anything. It just it, the way that it expands our consciousness is it's almost it, it, it's an outrage that it's not available to everybody because I feel like they don't want us to be able to tap into ourselves and. Consciousness, you know, because if there was a bunch of people that were living their their soul's purpose, the corporations would struggle. No one, no one would be going to work these nine to five jobs that they absolutely hate because they'd be living off the land. They'd be embracing their community. They would be thriving. And I feel like suppressing things like that that raise people's consciousness is a crime. It really is. So, so I got to ask you this, Kai, because one thing I know about you is that you're a guy who is a complete thinker, and you're a guy that attracts complete thinkers. You thrive the most when you're surrounded by as much diversity and positivity and togetherness that is, is humanly possible. I mean, that's when I know that Kai is is firing off on all cylinders when he in that type of environment and and you know just watching I, I can tell that you put a lot of effort into making sure that you remain in those types of environments right this yes. this control your narrative this new wrestling promotion that uh, ec3 and you know, adam share the guy formerly known as braun Strowman, they and their team have put together they had an idea they acted on it they're taking a shot in the dark but they want to deliver a, a pro wrestling part product that transcends pro wrestling and really gets to the heart of storytelling um, and, and hopefully healing some people as described uh, a little earlier by EC3. The, the wrestling media have pushed this, this notion that control your narrative is some crazy uh, ultra right wing CIA backed, my pillow conspiracy that's trying to infiltrate pro wrestling and poison the minds of everyone. <laughs> so, I mean, just, <laughs> just some interesting, interesting takes. And I'm not here to, to tell people that they're wrong, but that's why, you know, I'm going to reach out to the people who are actually involved and find out, Hey, what's really going on here. I want to hear directly from you. What's up. And I know that you're a guy who guy, I don't believe that you would ever put yourself in that type of situation knowing what I've known of you over the past five plus years. Um, so, so give it to me straight here, man. Is this control your narrative stuff? Is, is this some kind of weird, um, crazy militia that's trying to take over the world or something? Or is there something else at play here? And maybe the, the, the greater wrestling media has gotten it wrong. You know, it, I'm glad you, after you said that you laughed because I was trying to hold mine in. I think like, this is, the, the stuff you just said, it's just, it's, 
it's mind blowing. Like where do these people come up with this kind of stuff? Um, um, as far as, as I think, you know, the right wing, the left wing, they all belong to the same bird anyway. So that's a whole nother story for another time. I've, I've never heard a single word about a politic, about a pillow, about any kind of extreme anything. I mean, like you said, I, I've, and especially now lately more than ever, I put myself in situations where the community is diverse and the culture is different. And I'm always trying to learn and, and be around positive people. And the roster we have at CYN, it's one of the most diverse groups of people I've ever been around. And I think the reason that it works so well is that we all share the same passion and that's for storytelling and not only that but at a deeper level like you said the healing aspect of it you know seeing these grown men these 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 monsters these giant men shedding tears talking about the struggles they've been through and not even in throughout corporate wrestling you know kind of losing their losing their way or losing their soul along the way, you know, selling their soul to the devil. Um, but talking about, you know, their, their past traumas and, you know, we have, we have guys that have served in the war. We have guys that are opening up and being vulnerable. And that's just something that you just don't see that much in the world today. And you definitely don't see that in the world of uh quote unquote sports entertainment. So being around these individuals that literally are pouring their souls and their hearts and their sweat and their tears, their literal tears and, and seeing the fans, some of the fans in the crowd shedding tears while this big giant man is in the ring, shedding tears and, and, and really dropping knowledge on the microphone. And, and just opening up in a way that as men were taught not to for all these years, it's just, uh, just talking about it right now is kind of giving me chills. Like it's, it's nothing, it's like nothing I've ever been a part of. And I honestly a hundred percent feel like I found it or it found me for a reason. I, I believe that everything in the universe happens for a reason and, and certain people and certain things are brought into our life when we need them the most and what we're building at control your narrative is just groundbreaking and to me it's it's something different and if it wasn't for this i i would be i would be long gone i would be on to the next chapter of my life and i wholeheartedly agree with that so the things i mean like like i, like I was telling you before we start the conversation you know i don't have twitter anymore i don't have facebook anymore I, I only use my instagram to you know learn more things about the environment and you know share control your narrative things like that so i don't personally get to see all this flack and and, and negativity but i i surely hear about it from other people and just some of the things that I've heard people come up with is just, it, it, it's hard not to laugh. It's like, where, where do you even get that from? Like, where does that even come from? What kind of mind thinks up these, 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 
irrational things. I, I, I really don't know. So to, so, so in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in an end to a long answer, absolutely not. We are not any of that garbage that you read on the internet. We are a family and we're humans just like everybody else. And we're vulnerable and we're, we're, we're telling our story. No, I noticed, uh, and I think it was actually you who I saw the message from initially. Um, the big announcement that Sarah Logan was going is going to be taking part in the next Control Your Narrative um, booking there, the next event. Yeah, and, back in my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. I can't wait. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Cleveland, and, and that's going to be really interesting. You know, when I spoke to EC3 earlier, I did ask him about women because certainly. Control Your Narrative has been uh, testosterone heavy. There's been a lot of men and what have you there. And, and he explained some things that I had never heard before, just about the fact that um, Marina Shafir and, and you know initially booking her and then that thing with AEW happening and, and stuff like that. So there were always plans to have women incorporated into the promotion. Um, but things happen. Bookings, changes happen and what have you. And, and going forward, the is going to continue to be a concerted effort to tell the stories of men, of women, of people who have stories to tell. So I tip my hat to uh, the company for that. But I, I do want to zero in on something that you just said. These, these grown, muscled-up, hulking men who are in this safe space where they can be vulnerable and express themselves and express their emotions and tell their story about how they've been marginalized, how they've been uh, lied on, taken for granted. Um, these are some of the things that have been described to me and some of the stuff that I've seen. And it's interesting because as a society and as men, especially men who are of stature, we're taught that we have to suppress these feelings and don't show these emotions and don't put yourself in a position where you're vulnerable to the world because that can be viewed as a sign of weakness. And when you're weak, you're in a position where someone can take advantage of you. So when you think about the backlash, and I know that you're hearing it pretty much secondhand because you haven't really given it uh, much play on a, on a personal level, but just hearing what you've heard about the backlash, do you think there's some elements in that where, because you guys are, are bearing your souls that maybe people want to take advantage of that and, and try to knock that. I never thought of it like that, but that's, it's, that's very possible. Um, I, I feel like people have a tendency to fear what they don't understand and criticize something that's different. And especially with today's, the way the internet is today, like we were talking about earlier, you know, one person says something and then, you know, all their followers or something just jump on it and take it to the extreme. So, yeah, I, I think that could be um, a lot of these these guys. And I'm sure there's women out there that have been bashing us, too. I, I, like I said, I don't keep up with that kind of stuff. But, yeah, the vulnerability probably has a lot to do with it because maybe they were used to, you know, the 80s and 90s style of wrestling where you know men were manly and you know we don't cry and 
we 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 keep all of our trauma bottled up and stuff like that and you know me personally i did that for two decades you know and, and it's not healthy it's 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 probably one of the worst things you can do for your for your mental health for your physical health i mean any kind of trauma that's built up is going to uh, re-expose itself in a different way and it's, it's normally not going to be in a good way so maybe people fear that because they don't understand that and i feel like being open and being vulnerable is starting to become a little bit more of a, a newer thing. I mean, I'm sure years and years and millennia ago, it, it wasn't like that. We were probably more in touch with our masculine and feminine sides, but now it's new to, to the people of this world, this generation, this era, this civilization. So yeah, I, I think that has a lot to do with it, honestly. And sad. Well, it is. It is. And, and, you know, everybody deserves a shot. Everybody deserves a fair shot. If you're putting out a wrestling product, what that tells me is that you're providing an opportunity for these people that those of us who are fans are supposed to care about. I'm supposed to care that, you know, these wrestlers have an opportunity to make a living for themselves, to feed themselves, feed their families, to to pursue life, liberty, you know, happiness, the whole nine yards there, right? I mean, I'm supposed to care about that. So if this is a wrestling promotion that's affording an opportunity for these things to take place, the wrestlers, the, the referees like yourself, uh, the lighting crew, whomever, whomever's working on this thing, if there, this is a place where over time people can make a living, they can do something, positive, legal with their time. And oh, by the way, this is a safe space for entertainment. I don't understand why this, this crazy backlash is so deliberate and so targeted. And, and, you know, it's still a relatively new promotion. So it's like, you know, folks will say, give this group a chance and give that group a chance. And, and it seems like we'll control your narrative. Right off the bat, it was, no, we can't have that. That's terrible. It's the worst thing ever. No way. And it's like, really? <laughs> yeah. I, haven't even, I didn't even see the first event that that was the, the story going around, you know? Right. It's the world we live in. And it's, it's nuts. It really is. There's, and there's so many other things at play, I think. People, they're not, they're not thinking straight. That's for sure. There, a lot of people are latching on to what other people think or say, whether it's true or not. And before you know it, it's turned into something that is completely false and fabricated. And it's just, I keep wanting to laugh, but like I said, it's sad. It, it, it's truly sad. It is. It really is. And it's indicative of where we are as a society today, because unfortunately this is typical. That's the crazy part about it. It's like exactly. this whole notion of, you know, when, when one person says, oh, that's no good, then a whole gang of people can't think for themselves. They automatically say, yeah, it's no good. And it's like, well, wait a second. You didn't even give yourself an opportunity to check it out and judge and decide on your own. And that is just crazy to me. I will never support that line of thinking. Um, I respect my audience enough to go directly to the sources and bring you guys on the show and have you lay out what's going on. 
And even when I provide analysis, I always leave the room and say, hey, look, this is just my take on this thing. I want you to go and check it out yourself and make your own decision. Don't take my word for it, but at least you have the source. This isn't a rumor. I had one of the guys who created the company earlier in EC3. I have you now, a guy who's a referee. These are the sources, folks. So forget about what anybody else and their spin and, and what have you, even my opinion. Forget about all that. You're hearing from the sources. Now go watch the product and decide for yourself whether or not it's worth your time. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, Kai, you're Absolutely. a guy who started off as a wrestler. Um, then you took a, a tremendous amount of time off. And then you came back and became a referee. And you've you've done it all. You've, you've done WWN, NXT, um, you know, all the, the promotions affiliated, Shine, all this stuff here. Now you're doing this thing with Control Your Narrative. How does this compare as a referee? How does Control Your Narrative compare in the job that you have to do there to everything else that you've done in the past in, in terms of being a referee? Um, I've never felt so respected in my whole career. Um, that's huge for me because, you know, I have friends that are referees in the WWE and other big promotions and, and the last thing that they ever get is respect. Um, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm just a referee. I feel like I'm one of the brothers, you know, in this family. And to be a part of something from the beginning, you know, from the ground up, it's just been spectacular because you know we get asked our opinions and we get to be honest and, you know, ideas. And, you know, I feel like in the corporate wrestling world, that's non-existent. You know, it's, it's one or two people that say, this is the script, this is the storyline. And if you don't like it too bad. And here it's like, everybody is so equal. I feel like we're, we're, we're truly a family. And that's what that's what resonates with me so much is because, as I told you before we went on the air, I was ready to walk out the door. I was ready to be done with professional wrestling. And I truly feel like uh, EC3 and I found each other for a reason because his vision matches mine like to a T and not even just in, in this business, but in life in general. Um, I don't think I've ever been as compatible with another person in this business as I have, as I am with EC3. So I feel like I've never been so respected and appreciated and valued in any company. And that's not a knock on WWN because I still work there. I love them. They love me. But even that is still pro wrestling, quote unquote. And this is not. And that's my favorite part about it, that this is not typical pro wrestling I'm just I'm super grateful that um, EC3 and Adam have put their belief in me and have let me be a part of something that's truly groundbreaking that truly I believe in because there's not a whole lot out there these days that you can listen to and your soul into believing that this is 100% that well I mean hey you don't get a better endorsement than that that's that's deep, man. That's deep. Why don't you let everybody know 
um, Kai, what's the best way that folks can check out Control Your Narrative? I mean, I know that you guys have something coming up on the uh, 14th of May in Detroit, Michigan at uh, Harpo's. That's, four, that's geez, look at this, uh, 14238 Harper, Harper Ave, Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, we have, uh, we're doing a little three day tour coming up here in about a little over four weeks. And it starts off in my hometown in Cleveland, Ohio. That's going to be May 13th at the Odeon Concert Club, which is down in the flats. If you're familiar with the Cleveland area, that's a, an awesome location. I used to bartend down there. It's, it's a great atmosphere. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to that show. Um, the next night, May 14th, we are at Harpo's in Detroit. And then recently added, we are the next night, um, May 15th, we are going to be in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, outside of Milwaukee. So we're, we're coming up to the Midwest and, you know, we're not just going to sit in one spot. So we're going to give people the chance to come see us, you know, no matter where they are in the Midwest. And it's going to be great. More eyes on the product and. You know, the more people that start to see what we're all about, the better. Once again, folks, that is control your narrative. Again, give it a shot on your own. Don't take anybody else's uh, take on this. Check it out yourself. Make your own decisions on whether or not this is something that you want to support. At the end of the day, this is another pro wrestling uh, company that is providing opportunities to these folks, these real-life superheroes that allegedly we, we care about. So if that's the case, then it's worth you at least checking it out yourself and making your own determination. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. That's for sure. Listen, Kai Douglas, you and I could talk forever, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, before I let you go, I do have to ask one last thing here because you're a guy that's always great for this. If I, if I need a snack, I'm not talking about a, a big, super-duper help, healthy Kai Douglas meal because, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you have like 0% body fat on you. Um, if I need a I think snack, it's 6. I think it's 6%. Now. I don't know, man. <laughs> it might be negative 6. I don't know. <laughs> if, if I need a snack, if I need something that's going to uh, take care of the, the craving for me, you know, especially after a big meal, what's a nice, indulgent snack that you allow yourself to have that's easy to put together? Like literally anybody can put this thing. I have always been uh, more of like on the protein and, and saturated fat side. Um, so like my meals now consist of, you know, I get up in the morning, I have 12 eggs and maybe a half a pound of ground beef or so. So I don't really get hungry during the day anymore. And that goes back to my intermittent fasting, just making sure I get enough fat and protein to satiate me throughout the day. But what I do have for a snack here and there is I'll either have like a handful of blueberries or strawberries, something, some kind of fruit that's still low in fructose. So you're still getting uh, some good carbohydrates, but you're not getting all that like bananas. And like, I'm a huge plantain lover, but the, the fructose is, you know, so high in those. So my go-to snack is one handful of, let's just say blueberries. And then I put, a tablespoon of butter, a tablespoon of coconut oil. I melt it down. I pour it on top, and then I sprinkle a little pink Himalayan sea salt on top. And oh my gosh, the combination of the salt and the sweet 
not only is it it satisfy if you have like a little bit of a sweet tooth, which I don't really have much anymore because of my mostly animal based diet, but man, that just that hits the palate, it hits the spot, and it's honestly it helps me sleep too. I, I'll put a little bit of salt on some fruit before I go to bed, and I'm knocked out for eight straight hours and. It's it's been a game changer for me because for a while there I was eating only meat and eggs, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and now I've started incorporating uh, fruit and a little bit of honey, or nature's nature's candy, if you will. <laughs> I have a special gift for you. Head over to PaneraBread.com or your local Panera Bread location, and I want you to sign up for the unlimited sip club. Check this out. Normally, it's $8.99 per month, but if you sign up today, you're going to get your first three months absolutely free. What this means, once every two hours, you have your choice of hot coffee, iced coffee, or hot tea, okay? You can do it the way you want to do it with your sweeteners and your dairy or dairy alternatives. The main idea is once every two hours, you get a beverage from Panera Bread don't forget this is the place that has all of the fancy sandwiches delicious salads the bowls pastries you name it panera bread awesome place but for you to get the beverage all you gotta do is sign up for the unlimited sip club it is worth it i'm telling you especially when you're getting it for free for the first three months here visit panerabread.com or your local panera bread location great stuff there from Stephen kai douglas and earlier from ec3 Really, really informative. And listen, let me lead with this, okay? I don't want you to take anybody else's word for it, all right? You you have a brain, and it's there for a reason. Use it. Don't let people sway you and make you believe one thing or the other thing. Go straight to the source and try to gather as much information as possible so that you can make an informed decision. This is pro wrestling. And if we care about pro wrestling, then we should at least check out what's available out there. And then if if we don't like it, we don't like it. If we like it, we like it. I mean, that's the way it is, right? But I, I do have some thoughts. I am going to share some thoughts on this. And again, this is just my take. Do not let this influence you one way or the other. But one of the things that happens is when I leave things out there, too open-ended then people start complaining they want me to to kind of put a button on my personal analysis on some of these conversations that i have and i think that's a fair call out so in year six i'm going to do better and I'm gonna start here with this control your narrative this sin the cyn uh, company here is it some type of right-wing conspiracy cia black ops thing going on with the the my pillow guy uh, somewhere some way uh, controlling something I don't think so I don't think so at all I don't think it's any of that stuff um it is interesting though I will say this control your narrative reminds me of the new age church you know think think of hillsong and churches that are similar to it and I'm not talking about the bad stuff that's come out where you find out that a lot of these places are just as terrible as any other type of uh, religious institution, which is just awful. My heart goes out to anyone who's been negatively impacted by that. But 
think about the elements that allow these these new age churches to gain the popularity and the following that they have gained in, in a relatively short amount of time. Number one, these places are absolutely come as you are, right? They encourage you to come in your regular clothes, you know, t-shirt and jeans. And in fact, the, the religious leaders and the members of their band, because that's a big part of this as well. Music is a very big aspect of this whole new age church theme. Um, they have their tattoos uncovered, right? You can see they're wearing jeans. They're wearing t-shirts. They're not dressed to the nines in some, some gaudy suit or anything like that. They're not wearing flashy jewelry. It's a completely different take on the concept of people coming together like-minded in order to worship, right? When I think of control your narrative, there are many elements to that same concept that exist within this wrestling company. Now, what's not there is the religious aspect. So I don't think it's that. It's not some kind of cult. Don't, don't try to turn it into a Duke thinks it's a cult. No, I don't think that at all. But I do think that the whole notion of people who have been marginalized by society, who suffer from PTSD, who may have been on the, the brink of suicide, and I'm going to say that word out loud. It's been described. We, we talked around it. I'm going to go right to it. People who legitimately have, you know, may not necessarily felt that they wanted to continue to live. I think that all of those elements are incorporated into the, the atmosphere and the community that is control your narrative. So when you see the wrestlers doing, for lack of a better term, their testimony, <laughs> their narrative, and at times breaking down in the middle of that, because it is a, a, an emotional thing, and then taking it to the next level where they display their art, pro wrestling, and they, they further their storytelling through that art. This is what I gather from what's been presented. Okay, So it's not just what EC3 is saying. It's not just what Stephen Kai Douglas is saying. I took a look at some of the stuff, and, and that's what I walk away with. Now, they've done a piss-poor job of marketing themselves. And that's my 100% straight up take. It's been, it's been abysmal the way that control your narrative has marketed itself as an entity and the individuals behind it, including EC3. Um, I think that they are victims of creative people, not having guardrails and not having somebody with marketing experience to, have a strong enough voice and be trusted enough to say, hey, let me refine that message for you. And don't go outside the lines here. Let me let me put up some guardrails so that your messaging lands the way that's intended. As opposed to somebody who's so creative and who has so much pent up energy and so many thoughts and they're all great ideas to them in their circle. And they may be great ideas to everyone if, if everyone could receive the message properly. But the problem is when you finally get in front of an audience and you just want to spill it all out there and it's not making sense and it's jumbled up, it misses the mark. So then people start going elsewhere, right? They start looking around to see, hey, can anyone understand what the hell they're talking about? And unfortunately, the people who have been interpreting the message 
because they have their own hidden agendas, they have twisted this into something that, in my opinion, is not. Now, that doesn't mean <laughs> that there aren't people who are right-wingers and who are, they're going to take my guns and, and you know, who may have participated in that ridiculous uh, attempted overthrow of our government. You know, that kind of nonsense. That doesn't mean that there aren't elements that aren't there. But here's what you got to understand. Those same people exist in your workplace as well. Those same people exist in your family as well. Those same people are your neighbors as well. We live in a society. And I don't give a damn how hard you try. You cannot control everyone to be your way. You got to find a way to coexist with people. And, and you know, newsflash to everybody. Most wrestlers who have made it on TV and who have, you know, have something going on, they may have made a couple of bucks. If they, were, if they weren't in the beginning, they certainly turn into Republicans. It's a fact. Okay? You don't have to take my word for it. Just check the campaign finance reports. And just so you know, that, that's my wheelhouse. Right? That's the world that I come from. I understand how to, how to check this stuff because I've worked in, in government for a significant part of my career. So this isn't foreign to me. I get it. Right? And there are a multitude of reasons why, but it, essentially it comes back to money um, from what I understand and just from conversations that I've had with a lot of people. So you got to get it out of your head, this notion that the, the people who you patronize from an entertainment standpoint, they must agree with you politically and even fundamentally. Good luck to that. Most of them don't. And by the way, most of you out there, you don't even understand your own fundamentals. Give me a break. You think you do because you read an article. And you think that something is so noble or you think that something is so terrible. But then when you peel back the layers and you find out the truth, you get all discombobulated. You don't know what you don't know. And I'm not trying to insult anyone, but I'm just talking straight up here. You don't know what you don't know. Okay. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I've been an, a registered undeclared my entire voting life. And there's a reason for that. Because both sides of the coin are full of crap most of the time. So you have to seek out the truth yourself and you have to make informed decisions yourself without trying to align yourself with one gang or another gang. Forget that. That's nonsense. Right. Um, but I am somebody who my messaging has been consistent. I am somebody that advocates for people who have been marginalized. OK. Whether it's advocating against racism, sexism, anti LGBTQ plus advocating for people who have had complications with CTE, PTSD, uh, homeless veterans. Like, this is, this is my career. Forget about podcasting, right? Forget about that crap. I'm talking about the stuff that I've gotten paid for and then the stuff that I volunteered to do. This is my life. This is who I am, which is my, why my messaging is consistent across the board. You can look at my posts about what's happening in society, what's happening politically, what's happening in pro wrestling, what's happening in other types of sports and entertainment. And one of the themes that you're going to find is I'm making the same exact talking points. The things that I support are equitable diversity and, in and inclusion, right? And the things that I go after and I call out and I advocate against are anything that is an attack on 
or stifles equitable diversity and inclusion. That's just who I am as a person. So my messaging stays consistent. And whether you like it or you don't like it, you can bet your bottom dollar it's intentional. Okay? I don't mind if you don't like what I have to say or what I believe in. And I don't mind if you like it as well. Like, to me, it's it's not really important. My purpose here is to get to the heart of the truth, to advocate for the people who are marginalized, and to hopefully help somebody every single day. Right? That's the that's the deal that I have with whoever the higher power is. That's me. And everything that I do, it's that. Why am I explaining this? I think that all of you in sports and entertainment, including the folks that control your narrative, you got to figure out your messaging and you need to make it consistent. And if you really believe in quote unquote controlling your narrative, then you got to make it so that people can't just hijack what you're really about. I could see clear as day that this thing was about people who need to feel good again about life, (laughs) you know, coming together and having some type of fellowship without the religion. I could see it because that's what it reminded me of. That's what it looks like. That's what it smells like. That's what it tastes like. Right. So then you start peeling back the layers. Hey, where are the women at? What's up with the the equitable diversity? I want to see people of color. What's up? Are, Are you doing something about that? What's going on? And EC3, to his credit, he answered to that. So now we'll see if this is reflected in the product going forward, right? If it is, kudos. If it's not, then we got to hold them accountable for that, right? But I know one thing. You've heard Stephen Kai Douglas on this show. I gave him his very first podcast interview. That dude right there, he is not about the BS, okay? You don't, and, and you can talk to anyone in the pro wrestling industry, especially in the indies, down in Florida, the East Coast, what have you, if you bring up Stephen Kai Douglas, they'll tell you what kind of person that is and all the things that he's done to positively influence others. I can't imagine that guy is going to be involved in some type of crazy militia uh, conspiracy theory nonsense. Like That's just not, that's not that dude's vibe at all. Right? I don't know EC3. I don't know Adam Shear. I don't know those folks. This is my first interactions with them on a personal level. I don't know them outside of watching them on TV. But I have absolutely formed an opinion based on who they have surrounded themselves with, especially behind the scenes. And I can tell you, there are some people who they've brought in behind the scenes who they wouldn't be down with the nonsense that a lot of the wrestling media and some of the folks who are cracking the jokes and making the memes and stuff are trying to claim, you know, but again, I think that the control your narrative team, part of the issue is, is themselves. They need to get serious about putting together a team that can help them with their messaging because they are just so creative that they're busting at the seams. But unfortunately it doesn't matter how great your idea is. If you don't know how to articulate it in a manner where the masses can receive it and understand it and therefore react the way that, you know, is sensible as opposed to, again, looking for somebody else to decipher the message and walking away with an impression that may not necessarily be true. So 
And I know a lot of people are passing along that screen grab of Sarah Logan talking about a great day for a bugaloo or boogaloo. How do you pronounce that word? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know her politics. I don't know Sarah Logan. You know, maybe one day I'll have her on the show to find out what, what's really going on with her. If, if she's into whatever that boogaloo stuff is where, you know, you're trying to overthrow the government or invade something or some crazy nonsense, I don't know what to say to that. I, I fundamentally don't agree with it. I think people who carry on in that manner, they definitely need some type of assistance. But I also understand that they exist <laughs> and we have to coexist. And this is a nation that in order for us to continue to, to survive and thrive, we're going to have to find a way to work together. So, you know, is it possible that being in that circle, in that space, could help someone who may be into that sort of thing? Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe she was making a bad joke that, quite frankly, is not funny at all. Or maybe that picture is not real. I don't know. But, you know, Sarah Logan, if you're listening, I'd love to have you on the show to kind of get to the heart of the truth of whatever the hell that was. Because I can tell you the way that some of your peers who worked with you of all genders and races and creeds and what have you, the way that they talk about you, I don't hear negative things. So I'm actually kind of surprised about that little bugaloo stuff and the way that that snowballed into trying to paint you, whether accurate or inaccurate, trying to paint you as some kind of lunatic. So I want to know the truth on that. That's my way of giving an, an open invitation to get to the heart of it. This is where we're at, folks. I am, listen, this is year six of Duke Loves Wrestling. And you know from the beginning, I've been sick and tired of this, this garbage going on in wrestling media and, and media in general, where everybody wants to spin things to fit what they want, as opposed to helping you get closer to the truth. It's not about me thinking I know everything. I don't. I'm far from it. I'm learning just like everybody else every single day. I do have an opinion, and I trust my ability to assess a situation and come up with a conclusion and then stick to that and say, this is what I believe until proven otherwise. But I need you to trust your own ability to do the same thing. Don't take my word for it. My word doesn't mean enough for you to just take it as the gospel. It's not. It's far from it. I, I'm wrong about something every day. I'm right about a lot of things too, but I'm wrong about something every single day. And I accept that. That's called being a human being. And you are too. You're right about more things than you are wrong as well. I know you are. You listening to this show right now. I know you are. So trust your own ability to make an informed decision based on the available facts. And you don't get available facts by listening to people giving their interpretation of what's going on and not going directly to the source in order to check it. That's my opinion. Am I wrong about that? You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't respect your ability to decipher this stuff. But again, control your narrative. I'm giving it a shot. I'm going to be watching. And I'm going to be watching to hold them accountable. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if, if, if we don't see women wrestling in that company, if we don't see real equitable diversity, then it looks kind of funny. It looks kind of ridiculous. Uh, but for all we know, like EC3 said, I don't know what this guy's uh, racial and cultural makeup is. You know, he looks like he could be everything. 
I, I mean, I'm serious about that. EC3 is a pretty ambiguous looking dude. You know, is he is he Latino? Is he? I don't know. Is he just a regular white guy from America? Is he all the above? Could he could he possibly be a little native in there, Native American? Could he be black? I I don't know what the hell that dude is, but it would be interesting if that information were to be made available at some point where he opens up about that. How would you feel about that? How would that change your perception of of what this all is about? You know. Always seek the truth. Don't rest on opinion. Don't rest on assumption. Seek the truth. And in that sense, to coin a phrase or to borrow a coin phrase, you are controlling your narrative or rather controlling the narrative. That's it. Duke Loves Wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter. Duke Loves Wrestling at gmail.com. Listen, let me know what you think. I, I want this conversation to keep going because I think it's it's valuable i think it's important and i think it's fair right uh definitely head over to your favorite podcast app itunes spotify iHeartRadio app give me a five-star review I, I would really appreciate that you folks know man i there's a lot of stuff out there you could spend a lot of time listening to a lot of information i do not insult your intelligence i respect you enough to be straight with you about who i am and what i'm about and to bring the sources to the show, right? You got to hear it directly from them. That's the way it is. That's right. Okay, till next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>